This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I'm Nancy Allspot-Jackson. And I'm Shannon Penrod and it's good to be here Hello, with you. Hello my friend, I love being yes. here with you. We have a jam-packed we show, do. so we I kind of want to jump Let's in. Let's dive right into that. Uh, you, you found some great news stories for us today. Thank you. Well, you, you gave some things too. So should we dive right into the first yeah, one? Yeah, let's dive in. Okay, so um, there's a new test-based game uh, that can predict pediatric uh, autism, perhaps. Perhaps. This, this may be. Okay. I'm on my wrong page here. But... Uh, you got it? Because I have it. You go ahead. And okay, I'll get there. this is, as Shannon said, a tablet-based game. Uh, it assesses visual motor skills in neurotypical children as well as those on the autism spectrum disorder. And this is out of Duke University a great university in yeah. Durham, North Carolina, my state where I was born, they have examined the use of a bubble-popping yeah. game um, that is administered on a tablet. And apparently, what they found was that younger children with autism pop the bubbles at a lower rate. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but much like when the, they did research about handwriting for individuals on the spectrum, that the hand stays there longer. Mm. Because that was one of the things that I thought was interesting about the handwriting is that they, when they were assessing individuals on the spectrum and what the handwriting was, that they pick up their pen for the pa paper longer and pause longer before they put it back on the paper. And if you think about all the different ways that that would affect their ability to take notes, I thought this study was really interesting because it's just another thing that they're seeing, okay, there is a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and that, uh, you know, for me, this all goes to processing. Right. And the speed that it takes to process. And, and as a teacher, I think that would, great, if I had that information and said, okay, this student is able to do the work, but I'm, they're going to need a little bit longer to process, Think about how much more effective we could be with students on the right, autism spectrum. Right. Yeah, so it's so, exciting. Let's see where that goes. And just one more way that they can potentially, because it's so subjective when, uh, you know, we've both been through the process of having our kids diagnosed. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's so subjective. Did mm -hmm. the person see those symptoms on that day or mm -hmm. hear us talk about things that have happened? So the more things that we can have that show definitively what, first of all, what autism can, is comprised of, right. but to be able to give kids a test and say, this child is at risk because they're, they're, not, they're hovering over the button, they're not pushing it as often, they're not popping as many bubbles, then maybe we can start interventions early because we know early is the key is to the key. everything, right? And here's right. another um, potentially exciting development. Uh, an epilepsy drug might be able to help children with autism. Um, the drug, I've heard of this drug, le le lemotrigine, lemotrigine, I think is how you pronounce okay. it. Um, and this is tied into the MYT1L gene defect. Um, and this long-used epilepsy drug has been used to stop seizures. And what they're finding is that with the drug, this electrical activity in the brain returned to normal when yeah. they administered the drug and, and affected that MYT1L gene. And that the, the way that presented itself in individuals on the spectrum is that some of their difficulties that had been classified in the autism category were alleviated. Things mm -hmm. like hyperactivity and, and, behavior, right? and behavior and inability to focus. So this is an encouraging mm -hmm. um, thing. Um, and of course, many of our kids happen to, as you know, have seizures. Mm -hmm. As is, mine does. Yeah. So uh, not a bad thing for right. us to be finding. Yeah, my son's on Keppra. And I don't know a thing about that, but your son is also on a very specific diet as well, which He's has been found the, to be very effective. He's on the keto effective. diet. Yes. Ketogenic diet, which Wyatt hasn't had, he's only had two seizures. Yes. Although we think he might have, have had febrile seizures when he was young. Yeah. Um, but he's only had two grand mal seizures, and the last one was five years ago. Uh, I talked to his neurologist about taking him off these drugs. She said, no, yeah. just for safety, we need to get... He's on a low dose, though, so yeah. I feel pretty good about but that. But, you know, I applaud you because a lot of people, when, when they hear, oh, that a diet might help to support mm -hmm. the meds, it feels overwhelming to them. But you guys changed how Wyatt ate completely. Completely. And, and you know, with the meds, he has not had another seizure. Right. Thank God. Right. But right? it's just like, Shannon, the GFCF diet. I mean, you and I both put our kids on that at a very early age. Yeah, but I, I got to say that I think it's harder the older you the, to, the individual is when you try to put them on a diet. And the keto diet can be really hard for some people. No carbohydrates and, except for vegetables. And, and I got to say, you know, I know Wyatt and love Wyatt and Wyatt liked some sugar. Oh, so the fact that you had to say, we're, we're not only going to slow this down, we're going to stop it, I think that was a, quite a Herculean task. Well, and thank you. should be you. commended for thank that. Thank you. So, but I want everybody to hear that great results. He hasn't had a seizure. Yeah, great results. But you also, he, the, one of the seizures he had was big enough that I think it scared you 68 ways from Sunday. Uh, both of them did. There you go. Yeah. Nothing uh, more frightening than when your child starts flapping around and then passes out. Yeah, I mean, it certainly helps to motivate you to mm -hmm. do big things. Never want to but, see that But again. you did it. So uh, much love to you for that. Okay, I thought this was really interesting, this story. Ukraine's top climate scientist put solar panels on her apartment roof so she could keep the lights on for her son with autism. 
First of all, can I tell you that I was at a conference last week and one of the papers that they were presenting was how to help children who are repeatedly having to go into bomb shelters mm. uh, in the Ukraine. And I spent quite a bit of time with the woman who was teaching people how to do this. It was, I mean, I had to leave and go cry. I'm sure. Because, and so I can't even imagine, here's this amazing woman who is their top climate Scientologist and she's an autism mom. Right. Right? Hey, hey, Shannon, the first thing I thought about hearing this story, reading this story, was what about all the other kids on the spectrum? Well, absolutely. But it also, uh, you know, the first thing that I thought was, you know, the courage of this mom to do whatever it takes because we've all been at, you know, how many times do we talk to a parent and they say, well, I'm not in the state that has what your state has and we feel terrible. But we always want to say, you know, find the way, find the way. That's, talk about Herculean. Mm -hmm. This woman is putting solar panels on her roof. Now, how amazing is it that she knows how to do that? Because right. as you said, where are all the other children whose moms don't know how to do that? But this is a mom who's going ab above and beyond to make sure because they don't have the systems in place and her supposition is even though you know we're at war we need to be shoring up because you have to continue living and that's exactly what I was hearing at this conference was your kids have to continue living and it's been a year now it has been a year you can't put everything on hold you have to keep on going um, and it took her two months to get this equipment mm -hmm. and put it up but amazing um, you know that she she says that his fear when the lights were off Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. I can't either. I can't even imagine. And there's hopes that a lot of this equipment will be available to more Ukrainian Well, she's residents. fighting for that. Yeah. So God bless her. God bless her and, and her son and her efforts to help him. Amazing. Uh, another am amazing story that I thought was really uplifting. If you've been watching the news at all this week, you probably saw this. Jason Arday. Uh, amazing talented young man who sociologist right is now going to be he is officially the youngest black professor ever at Harvard University of Cambridge and uh excuse me not Harvard uh University of Cambridge in England excuse me uh and and he's on he identifies as being on the spectrum mhm mm yeah mean, as a matter of fact not only that he didn't speak he was diagnosed at 3 he did not speak until he was 11. There we go. There's the hope that everybody was looking for, right? Um, absolutely amazing. Family told, as so many are, he's going to need lifelong care. And now the youngest black professor ever at the University of Cambridge. And I love this, that uh, 10 years ago, while studying for his PhD, he wrote down some of his personal goals on his mother's bedroom wall. And uh, the third on his list read, one day I will work at Oxford or Cambridge. And uh, on March 6th, so that's just, we're a week away, that is going to become a reality. I love that. I don't know if you guys ever, ever do this, but this is something that we do in our house from time to time. If there's something we really want, and I've done it, my son has done it for himself, and we've done it for him as well. We, you know, we put a goal on the wall, and we'll put it on the mirror and say this because you know when you're paying attention to something 
it has a way of happening. Yeah, if you put so, an intention out there. So I love this. Uh, he says, if, if I was a betting person, uh, the odds are where it was long, but he says it's just mad. That's a British-ism. Uh, uh, you also brought uh, to our attention, we had also gotten an email from them, the Just Two Dads, who are going to participate in our Autism Network podcast-a-thon. Oh, are they? They, Good. Have, they have an hour. Sean Francis and Brian Altunian. Yes, and they are amazing. You guys saw Sean Francis was on with us just a couple of weeks ago. Brian couldn't come at the last minute, but Sean was here with us. And, and I've been on the podcast, have you? Yes. No, Dr. Grand Pichet has been on the podcast. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that they talk about are financial things and I don't. I don't think anybody wants to talk to oh, they, me about they didn't that. Talk, kind of a, they didn't go they didn't there with me. With you. I'm, I'm in uh, the same boat you are, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, lovely, lovely gentlemen, and they're going to be doing an hour of the podcast-a-thon for us. But they, one of the things that Sean talked about when he was here is that they really want to start a dads group. Um, and that they are in the process of starting that. Yes. You want to tell them a little bit about when yeah, and where and how? Yeah, this is going to be um, for fathers specifically, um, and um, they are going to be covering, potential topics are impact a special needs family member on our relationships with our significant other, which is a big one. Yes. Um, for those single dads, dating concerns for me and my child, yeah. caregiving without giving up ourselves, our partnerships in the process, dealing openly with despair, anxiety, depression, mental health issues, uh, how we parent differently, should we parent differently, and how do we support independence while also trying not to be overprotective. But they're also going to offer um, to talk about topics that do deal with the financial things mm -hmm. if people want to. Things like what happens to my child after I'm gone? What are my financial concerns as we and, move And both this? of them are financial experts. Yes, brilliant, brilliant. How, you know, how am I ever going to entrust another person to my child's care? Things like trust and special needs and guardianship. Um, and, you know, do I consider uh, other types of care, my son my, or daughter living outside of my home. All of those things are possibilities for topics, including sex and responsibility and mm -hmm. all of that. So a lot of the tough topics. A lot. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I think it would be hard for anybody to sit and, and talk about all of these things. So, But to get a group of dads together, I'm hoping that there will be beverages right. that will like loosen things up. Well, anyway. I'll always remember when you did the dad's round table. Yes. And my late husband was a part of that. Yes. Uh, it was really a wonderful. It's amazing. You know, do you know we've never released it? Part of it was out. Of, no, we've never released it. Part of it, uh, in the beginning, some of it was out of respect for you and Reed. And Please in, release it. Well, I, I, it's a program. It's a one-hour program called Facing Fatherhood. And um, it just... Every time we show it to anybody, we we all weep, um, and and really, Reed was much more than a part of it. Reed moderated it. Um, I wish you would show it. Shannon. So well, I I mean, we will now okay. that I know that you feel that way. But in the beginning, it was like we had barely just finished the post on it, and and when Reed passed away, and it just felt too tender. You know what I mean? And so, but it, enough time has passed, and if you're okay with it, Definitely. I think we will. I'm okay with it. But one of the things that he says is that he would say to you on a regular basis, please don't die. Oh, yeah. You know, and that always chokes me up. Um, because I know in my last conversation with Reed, that was the thing that he talked about. He was like, I can't believe 
that I'm going to leave her with this, with all of this. And he wasn't talking about leaving you with Wyatt. He was talking about all the other things that go with being a parent of a kiddo. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's and, and the whole mashugana mess of everything right. happens when somebody dies and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, here's this dad's group. We are going to put, the link is so long, we're going to put uh, information uh, in the, the podcast notes, so take a look at those. And then the last thing that we wanted to say, there's a film that I have not seen yet, but mm. you have seen. You have to see it. I know that I do, um, but so tell us about what's happening and tomorrow. I think I can get you a copy. Actually, it's today, because we're filming this the day before. So when you see this, it's happening today. Oh, okay. On Thursday, March 2nd is when they're doing Oh, yeah. They are part of the film. The movie is called Beyond. It's a yes. documentary. It is a story of a um, very talented dancer by the name of Tamara Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe she was Sidney Poitier's goddaughter. Wow. There was a very close relationship there. Tamara was in a chorus line, many other top you know, musicals, productions, movies. I mean very successful in Hollywood and tomorrow oh we're seeing some of some of the photos right now tomorrow went on to have two children Ian and Harry and both boys are on the autism spectrum and both boys are severe uh, they are both nonverbal mm. um, and her road in parenting them is what beyond is all about and it it's a spectacularly moving film. Wonderful. Uh, you can't sit through it without, first of all, my admiration for Tamara Mark it knows no limits. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is that in the course of the film, she falls in love, mm. and they are now engaged. Love that. We always love Mark Olson. We yeah. We love And they that. have the Beyond Ranch Foundation, which they Wonderful. are creating a community for young adults on the more severe side, mm -hmm. uh, for independent living. Um, and so that's their new goal. But their goal right now is to get this documentary seen by as okay. many people as possible. So we're going to put a link, and you were saying that there is a potential to screen it at home. I believe so. Okay. I could be But there is a that. film festival, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, what I saw was a way that you could see it t today tonight uh, and purchase a ticket to see that tonight. And we so are we'll having Tamara on in April. Mm -hmm. During uh, the podcast-a-thon. During podcast-a-thon, we're going to have Tamara and her fiancé, Mark, yep. and who has taken on fathering these two boys. I mean, uh, what a man he is. And can I say that's not the only time that I've seen that happen. We, we've heard several stories over the years of people who you know, had, had a child in a relationship and the child was diagnosed with autism that person ended up not being the person that they were going to go through life with to parent this child. But then down the road, they met somebody else who was the person right. to parent that child. We've seen that. I mean, look at Debbie, Deborah Portney. Deborah uh, Portney, Christina Adams. Yes. I mean, we, we've seen this time and time. Look at uh, Matt and Nava Asner Paskowitz. I mean, um, you know, these are, these are great stories. Right. So, so it can yeah, happen. It's, it's very hopeful, but... Um, yeah, please, you know, take a look at this uh, way to tune in to Beyond. And we'll have them on yes. in April, along with the uh, filmmaker who's spectacular. Very cool. 
Very cool. Okay, so we've got two amazing, well, three amazing guests that mm -hmm. are going to be joining uh, during today's show. Uh, first up is going to be Karen. Oh, why are we forgot? Oh, we forgot why are I always do that, and it's right it's in front okay. of me. Sorry about that. Talk right, to us so about why art today. The work of artist Wyatt Jackson. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, look at these two puppies. Oh, they're adorable. Lulu and oh, why can't I remember the name of the other one? Uh, this is was a woman from Richmond, Virginia who contacted me on Facebook and wanted her darling golden retriever mm. puppies. You notice how Wyatt signs every painting different? Have you noticed I that? have noticed that, and I find <laughs> that really fun. Well, I mean, that's going to be one of his hallmarks, right? That he, you know, he Sometimes finds... it's on the side, sometimes it's on the top. So I and... love that he respects that he's not going to put it over one of the dogs. Like and he, he also sometimes will do WJ and sometimes Wyatt. I don't yeah. know. I never know which. Well, I, you know, I can I can see a hundred years from now when people are doing, you know, <laughs> what's that uh, antique road show, and they're going to be like, is this a real Wyatt Jackson? <laughs> yes, it is. We can tell that because he never signs over his subjects, and he signs in su this period. He signed this way, and it's all going to make sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. What's the second one, Traven? We're taking a look. Oh, this is, can you see him? That's Sam. Pretty. Oh, look Sam. At him. A Frenchie. He really has a way with the eyes, I gotta Sam say. Sam is the dog of my dear friend, Missy Sullivan, who was one of my horse trainers back in the days that I rode horses. And she never thought she would have another dog after her dog Pugsley passed away. And then she said... Sam is the reincarnation of Pugsley, mm. and Sam is her best friend. Sam got her through cancer. Mm. Sam got her through the death of her mother. Uh, Sam is there for her through hell and high water. She what just loves baby. his job. I gotta say too, in every painting that Wyatt does, there's at least one section of it where you can feel the texture. Like if you look at Sam's muzzle, mm -hmm. you can feel how velvety it is from the painting. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love, love, love. And, and then, oh, the goats. Oh, the goats. Okay, first let's talk about how this originated. I got a message on Facebook, you see WJ <laughs> there, um, from a woman named Sienna Wooten Greener. Now, Doctor. Dr. Sienna Greener Wooten. <laughs> yes. And Shannon knows this woman very well. Yes, I do. Um, she was a supervisor at CARD when Wyatt first came to therapy there at the yeah. age of four and three quarters. She did my intake. Okay. Uh, with James. And uh, and she was formidable. She's formidable. Uh, like I was terrified of her. Yeah. And she is the sweetest, nicest, kindest person once you get to know her. But she was all business. She doing is. Doing the intake. And then later, she was uh, she oversaw Jem's program. She did Wyatt's for a while, too. Yeah. So anyway, Amazing. we have a long Talented. history. Well, Sienna contacts me and says, I'm in Maui. I'm still working with CARD. Mm -hmm. Um you know, now she's, what's her title now? Like the I grand poop of the world. I have no I just idea. call her an autism angel. That's there what she go. is to me. So she said, I have returned to my home state. Um, and not only am I working in autism, I run a goat farm with my partner. 
And you want to say, of course you do. <laughs> of course that's what you do. So she has this goat farm, and it's called Kali Goats, which means rascal in Hawaiian. Okay. She said um, they are Nigerian pygmy goats, and okay. we would like for Wyatt, if he could, to do a logo for our goat farm. So I thought, well, I don't know. He hasn't done anything like this, but... Uh, I spoke to his art teacher, Paola, his gifted teacher. She said, you know, uh, he can do that. (laughs) So um, we didn't know. She said he's probably going to have to do a couple of paintings to get it right. So Sienna sent us some photos of her goats. And Wyatt came up with three paintings. Here's one that you see right here. Okay. And and then do we want to? And here's the other one. How sweet that is. (laughs) My with goodness. a hibiscus flower in its mouth. Now, did it have it in its mouth in the picture? Uh, no. <laughs> I love that. But we found a graphic of a goat with a hibiscus flower. Okay. All and right. so he borrowed from that. Okay. And then there's a third one. Um, I may be going too fast for Traven here. Um, so there were three paintings total. I just mailed them to Hawaii yesterday. Wow. Uh, and by the way, Wyatt names, if the, his animals don't have a name, he names all of them. This one he named Jenny with a G. Okay. Um, the first one you saw he named George. And um, the last one he named Gordon. Jenny, uh, George, and Gordon. Now, all of these dogs have, all these goats, dogs, all these goats had <laughs> names. So when I told Sienna that Wyatt had come up with the names Gordon, uh, there he is. Okay. Look at him. So this is, this is Gordon? That's Gordon. That's so George, Jenny, and Gordon. So I told Sienna, you know, I know the goats already had names, but Wyatt wanted to name these goats. <laughs> and she said, well, guess what our next baby goats will be? Oh, I should have... Sent the photo of the babies. Oh, that's right. Um, anyway. People should go to your Instagram because they can see it yeah, there. Yeah, they can see it on Instagram or yeah. Facebook. Um, if if um, So the babies were born. There was a boy and a girl. So Sienna said, we've already named the girl Jenny. Would Wyatt like us to name the boy Gordon or George? Wyatt said, George. So she said, good, we're glad. That's what we thought, too. <laughs> I love it. So Gordon is still to be birthed. So again, uh, for people looking at these photos, if you have uh, would like to commission a piece of art, there, I know there was a waiting list for a little while. Yeah, but, we've got about twelve commissions right okay. now. Okay, but you know, um, if you want something a little bit later on in the yeah, year for a present for someone, they can contact me on Facebook. Yeah, and or Instagram. If they go to jump, no, Nancy Allspa Jackson on Facebook, okay. and if they go to jump and Nan on Instagram. Okay. Uh, you can message me, and we'll get it going. There you go. Uh, and we're in the process of putting together a website. There. Oh, good job. Okay, so there's our wire. Let's get to our first guest. Welcome back. We've got two amazing guests with us. We do. I'm so excited to interview these two. Uh, first, we have diversity actor who identifies himself as autistic, Casey Metcalf. Now, Casey began yeah. his... Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. I'm going to do a little intro here. Um, he began his acting career at age nine 
in LA with our friend Joey Travolta. Who we love. Who we love. Right. Actress for Autism. He did that back in 2004. Uh, he was one of the featured actors in uh, the award document, award-winning documentary Kids with Cameras. And then um, he, they, he and his mother relocated. You're going to meet Prudence in a minute too. Um, they relocated to New England, and he joined yep. the New England Youth Theater, um, and that started his seven-year association with that company's diversity program. Uh, he played many, many roles there. Uh, and then in 2013, he became a member of the acting troupe Young Shakespeare Players uh, in Brattleboro, uh, Brattleboro, Vermont. Brattleboro, and yeah. I am very impressed with this fact, Casey. He performed a character study of King Henry V in Shakespeare's Henry V. Yep, wow. that's right. Wow, Casey. And... There's a very big deal that's happening next week that involves Casey. Uh, that Casey is one of the featured actors in a big new film that is coming out with Woody Harrelson as the star. Uh, you've got the poster there behind you. The title of the film is Champions. I am so excited to see this movie. Me? We've been watching the trailers. The trailer is amazing. so good. And you are probably the most hilarious thing in the trailer, Casey. Uh, and there you are. Yeah, with the finger thing, right? Yes. Oh, love the finger We're thing. We're going to have to talk about the finger thing in a minute. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then let's inter introduce his mom, Prudence yes. Baird. Hi, Prudence. Hi. How uh, are you? I, I'm great. Um, we are so happy to have you here, too. Now, Prudence, uh, in addition to being uh, Casey's amazing mom, what else do you do? Well, let's see. Um I we, earlier before you turned on the cameras, we were talking about my background in public relations for 20 years in Los Angeles. But after Casey was born, uh, I wanted to devote myself to his uh, his care and and scaffolding his development. So I um, quit the workforce, became a full time mom. Uh, when you have a child with autism, that is, um, I would say, wouldn't you agree, ladies, that is a little bit more than a full-time job? <laughs> a little bit more. We We're, we've both been there, done that. Yeah. You are an autism warrior mom. And exactly. we, know that, we know that club. Um, yep. We're members of a club we never expected to join. And then um, I went ahead and got a master's in autism spectrum disorder yep. in 2009. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I wish I'd gotten that the day he was born <laughs> because I learned so much about autism from getting that degree. But, you know, every little bit helps. Uh, you know, first you're reaching out, uh, touching the elephant with a blindfold on, saying it feels like a rope when you touch its tail and it feels like a tree when you touch its leg. And then with the blindfold off, it's like, okay, I got it. It's an elephant. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So this film is opening, I believe, on March 9th. Uh, and for people who don't know, uh, the, the brief synopsis of it is that Woody Harrelson plays a 
really big time professional basketball coach, but for reasons that the film will disclose, he is court ordered that he needs to go coach a team of players that identify, they're, they're trying to get into the Special Olympics is my understanding. And Casey, you play one of the players on the team. I just want to know, right. I want to know what it was like on the day that they told you, because I know you auditioned and went through the process that all actors go through, but I want to know what it was like when they called and said that you got the part. It was very overwhelming and I didn't even, re I thought this was unreal. It was, I went a little crazy. I was on a train going from uh, my parents' house in Brattleboro to there to my own house in Burlington, Vermont. And it was really, really a, quite a uh, really weird, it was quite a weird uh, situation because I didn't know that this was going to happen. I thought, okay, this is very interesting. Why in the world is, um, why um, is this happening? You know, why did they choose me out of all the other you know, actors. But at the time, I thought it was just a really interesting um, thing because now I was able to um, experience the life of what movie stars, you know, go through. I mean, you know, you see all these pictures, you know, there's Woody and me and the entire cast, you know, making really funny gestures at the <laughs> Lincoln Fountain there. That's the Lincoln Fountain you see. The Lincoln's uh, Center Plaza Fountain in New York. This this past weekend was the premiere, so we had a one of those great um, back to summer camp with all the kids you went to summer camp with the year yeah. before. It it felt like that when the cast when we got together in New York. It was like, oh my God, we love you guys, and we had the best time. And Woody hung out with us at Lincoln Center, and we did a whole bunch of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. It was great. And we, uh, Casey was on the Today Show and they played basketball at the Today Show at a gym. And it was just, it was just like being back at summer camp with the best kids you ever went to summer camp with. <laughs> it's also great. Right. It and right. uh, scary. Casey, I have to ask you, I want to know about your peers on the film because they have a range of disabilities, uh, ranging from a FAS to Down syndrome to ASD. Um, but I got to ask you, because I'm a huge fan, Woody Harrelson, what was it like to work with the man? He was very kind, very humble, very nice. He also um, makes me have hope for, you know, follically challenged people who um, <laughs> happen to be in the industry because I don't have a lot of hair and he doesn't have a lot of hair. So I think <laughs> he can get it. I can get it too. There you go. <laughs> I love that answer. Amazing. Did you get a chance to see him on Saturday Night Live the other night while you were there in, in New York? Not, I actually was not. And I'm, I mean, it was, it was kind of a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, he, um, let's just say some controversial things happened. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it either. I got uh, two. I only watched the end of it, so I'm going to have to go back and watch it. So this, this is so fun and it's so wonderful. Um, but there's a bigger picture here, too, that this film is really important because uh, there's a significant portion of the people on the planet who identify as being, you know, having developmental disabilities. Uh, you gave us a, st a statistic here that it's one in six children, which is 17%, um, are born today with developmental disabilities. And yet we don't see 17% of the media and entertainment world is not 
portraying that. Right, they're but, not represented. But here is this film in which uh, the representation is more appropriate. What are, what are you guys hoping that this film will do in the world? Are you hoping to enlighten some people? Well, when it comes out on March uh, 10th, actually, I'm going to be hoping that this film will be a turning point and, you know, every filmmaker and producer will be as enlightened as the director Bobby Fairley was, the Fairley brothers who direct a lot of, you know, really funny, kind of almost gross out comedies, you know, made this film. And I thought that they just, well, Bobby did anyway, Peter wasn't there. I thought he just did a phenomenal job. I love and, that. you know, I always think that the uh, community, this community needs to be included. You know, I think we need to be included, you know, for a long time. I mean, the Fairley brothers always included the uh, developmental disability community. And I thought that was just, you know, one of the best things that they possibly could do. And I hope that other filmmakers are like them. The, yes. And in, in, if you go back and look at the Fairley brothers um, films and TV shows, they always have actors with disabilities. And I mean, they're just, it's not that the plot is about the actor with the disability. They're just there included, which is what life is like, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and we, we talk a lot here. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's, it should, that's the way life definitely should be in my opinion, but you know, it's not always the case, especially in high school. But I think Champions is going to be a giant step forward for this community. This uh, We're like the large, second largest minority in the United States. Um, we're behind the uh, Latinos. There you go. And uh, we've talked a lot on the show about representation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a time even 10 years ago where it was notable if they hired someone that was on the spectrum to play someone on the spectrum. Because more often than not, it, that job went to an actor who was doing a portrayal of it. And some did better jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we remember Lou Taylor Pucci was here and we enjoyed his. Oh, yeah. But, but sometimes it wasn't an accurate representation. Uh, so, but, but as an actor who identifies as being autistic, uh, I'm sure that you have some feelings about that. How do you feel about, you know, you want an opportunity to audition, I would imagine, if the character is on the spectrum. Yes, I do. But I also kind of want to, you know, do other, um, you know, films and TV shows and maybe even theater that does not necessarily involve someone with a disability, like a character. I mean, my goal is definitely if there's somebody who requires that person to be on the spectrum, um, that would be awesome. I mean, when I watched... I watched a long time ago a movie that was about 20 years old called um, The Other Sister with Juliette Lewis. And yes. I didn't really think she was being authentic. I thought she was really not being somebody who really is autistic. I felt she was hamming it up a notch with her acting. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm loving that now... I, I feel like casting directors feel obligated that if they're going to cast, that they need to have actors come in that, that are given an opportunity to at least read. And one of the things that I find amazing is that more often than not, the actors who can genuinely portray it are winning the roles. Yes. Because they're, they're proving that right. they can do it. And that you're a professional. 
I'm sure that on set you have, you know, are keyed into what the rules are and participate in the rules on the set, correct? Yeah, um, there were some rules that, you know, were, um, we, sh we shot, you know, during uh, COVID-19, so we had to uh, really um, adhere to those rules and, you know, always wear the mask no matter what your stance was on it. You know, I needed, we just needed to do it so we could, you know, be protected from this awful virus. Yes. Can also, we oh, were, ahead, uh, we were tested every three days um, by the uh, by a nurse who, who was on set. And also every day we had to take a uh, 10 question uh, 10 near questionnaire, <laughs> 10 question questionnaire yeah. uh, every morning at 5 a.m. It arrived on my phone and I had to fill it out for both Casey and me. So it was extremely strict. You couldn't touch anything. Uh, everything was wrapped in plastic, and the, even the coffee urns were operated with your feet, not with your hands. Uh, yeah, because so you that, filmed this in Canada, isn't that correct? Yeah, we did, and it, was, it would not have been more colder there. <laughs> Casey, I want to know a little bit about the other actors uh, in the film. Um, and the, like we said, they have a range of developmental disabilities. Can you tell us about some of your friends and co-actors in the movie? Uh, Kevin is an excellent actor. He plays Johnny. He's, uh, this guy right here. That's Johnny right there. And that's nice. Kevin Nucci. He has Down syndrome and has been in several films and has a publicist, has an agent. And he is just a really phenomenal actor. Uh, Madison is, uh, is, um, the only girl, um, in this film who's on the Friends team. This is her. She's right, like right next to Woody. Um, both he, both she and Kevin are like the superstars of this film, and uh, she really shined in this um, movie. She was really funny, and you know, just the way her annotations or with her lines, her delivery was just pricelessly wow. funny. She put me on the floor with a couple of her lines. <laughs> yeah, well, she said, "You know, McConaughey," and I thought that was very funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, truly wonderful. So are you guys all friends now and stay in contact? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we try to, uh, you know, have our phone numbers and we also try to, to um, keep each other in contact on social media and stuff. It's really cool. I mean, we um, are really much kind of like a uh, family and, you know, we found the time, we FaceTimed each other last night on the train going home from New York City. Amazing. So you guys have been doing a lot of press the last week, right? Yeah, which is why I'm wearing mascara. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. I don't know. I don't even wear this stuff. It's too, it's too uncomfortable. I'm blinking all the time. Yeah, can I tell you, I'm not wearing any because <laughs> I don't like it. And my eyes feel the same way about it. I don't have any on. I, in fact, can I tell you a secret? I wear fake glasses. Look, these don't have any lenses in them so that I don't have to put eye makeup on. I started doing it in COVID, and, uh, and then I discovered if I wear the glasses, I don't have to put eye makeup on. So it's a cheat uh, if you want to get yourself a pair of fake glasses, and then you don't have to wear the mascara. Uh, the lighting people won't appreciate you, though. So anyway, I know you guys have yeah. much to do, and we don't want to keep you too long. 
But Casey, this is this is a very big deal, and and very soon it's possible that when you're out on the sidewalk, people are going to go, "Excuse me, aren't you Casey from Champions? Are you prepared for that?" Yes, I'm going to be. I I just hope it's not like one of those big celebrities. I mean, I'm sure Woody Harrelson can't even leave his house in Maui without people running up to him and saying, "You're Woody Harrelson." <laughs> Can I get your autograph? You know, all that type of thing. I'm sure he must be thinking, get me out of here. I just want to leave my house. Yes, I just <laughs> want to drink my Starbucks uh, coffee. Well, go I up think, here I think and you, people yeah. already recognize me already. I'll bet. I think you better get ready to sign some autographs, Casey. Well, you, it's your choice. Are you going to sign autographs? Because some people sign and some people don't. I'll, I'll sign if it's, you know, if I feel like it's an appropriate time. If it's, if I feel like I don't want to sign you, I'm just going to say, not right now. It's not you. It's just have yep. a lot to do. Sorry. Okay. Casey has, he has and, a job. And so, so what does the future hold, Casey? Are you planning on auditioning for more feature films? Or are you going back to the stage and doing some more Henry V? I'm probably going to try to do more feature films, but that's just me. Yeah, I want to do both, though, in my, in my view, I think it's both good. Very cool. I'm mostly doing improv now these days, you know, at our Lovely. local comedy clubs here. Lovely. Great. Absolutely. Well, I cannot wait to see this film. Me too. I know Shannon feels the same. Me too. You guys have been lovely. Thank you. I know you've been so busy. Thank you for making the time to be with us today. And Casey, we just wish you the best of success and, and can't wait to see you in this whole film and all the films that you do after this. Yeah, congratulations, Casey. Congratulations, and Mom, well done. Uh, can I say that you can um, see this film starting March 10th? Absolutely. In, in theaters everywhere. Yes. It's a Hollywood blockbuster in case it is. in it. It is. So. Yes, it will be. Yeah, that's, that's a loving kiss from Mom. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being with us. We look forward Thank to seeing you. the film. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Good to meet you both. Bye. You too. Bye. Oh, aren't they lovely? Oh, so excited, right? I can't wait to see this film um, because if you watch the the trailers, I mean, they don't they don't mince words in the trailers. There's a moment when uh, Woody, you know, warms up to. He says the you know the ruh ruh ruh, and they say, oh no no, there's no <laughs> ruh 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 word uh, to describe these people, um, and. Uh, I, lately, people have asked me, you know, what are we going to do to change things? What are we going to do to change things? And my answer always is, you know what changes things faster than anything else? Seeing something in the mainstream entertainment world. I, you know, I think that it's films like this that are going to make a bigger difference, along with Sesame Street. Things like this have more of an impact on ignorance than anything else. You can educate, 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 put it in a funny film with Woody Harrelson, people are going to get it. Yeah. And for once, you know, people will start to realize these young people have talent. Yes. Oh, it's so good. All right. So excited to see it. The trailer, you can Google the trailer right now on YouTube. There you go. It is hilarious. Watch it. Um, Absolutely. And we're, we're really uh, sad that for whatever reason it didn't work out, that we didn't end up having Karen Hale on today's show, but we will connect with her. We will. And we'll have her on a future show. But mm -hmm. we should say that, again, the next show that we do with Nancy will be during the podcast-a-thon, and uh, we'll be featuring that film 
Beyond. Beyond. With the amazing Tamara Mark. As well, as well as the filmmaker. Yeah. Okay, so that will that's actually going to happen on April 5th, mm-hmm. and, and that will air uh, at 5, no, 4, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you guys will take a look at the schedule later to see everything, but uh, it's going to be an amazing 44 hours, Nancy. You, I patch off to you. It's, Shannon, we're you really excited. Thugs. Well, I don't know. Let's see if uh, how this goes. But we already know that Dr. Temple Grandin's going to be participating. Joe Montagna has already said yes, that Great. he's going to be participating. We've got the Just Two Dads. We've got the Autism Dadvocate. Uh, we have the Autism Helper podcast. We have Dr. Mar- Mary Barbera. We have tons of hours with Dr. Uh, Grand Pichet. And I'm forgetting about five other podcasts, but it's it's going to be a big, big thing. I I have so, my heart is so filled with all the people. Everybody we reached out to was like, yes, I want to be involved. So You've got some real heavyweights. Everybody always says that the autism community can't ever come together on anything. Not well, in my yes, experience. Well, yes, they can. Not in my experience. There we go. There we go. So um, anyway, so that will all be happening. I also want to let people know that on Fridays we have stories from the spectrum. So make sure you tune into that tomorrow. There will be several hours that will be uh, stories from the spectrum with some very big guests hosting uh, stories from the spectrum that you, people that you guys will recognize their mm. names. So that would be very wow, fun. Can't wait to see. I know it's going to be fun. <laughs> so, uh, but tune in tomorrow for stories from the spectrum. And until then, give your kiddos a hug from me. And it's been great being with you, my friend. And and you want to give them a hug too, right? And give yourselves a hug from me. <laughs> and it has been great to be with you, friend. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.